Hello again, this is Dan Jones. I have a quiet talk for you this beautiful Monday morning. Pray it'll be a blessing to you. Sometimes I wish I could avoid the mundane details and responsibilities of normal life and just live a life of contemplation, prayer, and study. I doubt whether many of you can relate to that. Some maybe. There have been many saints through the ages of the church who have seemingly lived like this, but Life is what it is. Somebody said that life is what happens when you are making other plans. There's a guy in the Bible that we don't talk about that much, although you've probably heard of him. He's in those those early chapters, the parts that fascinate me. What was life like then? How long ago was that actually? But although there are many aspects of the ancient world that we will probably never know about, there are certain constants People on this planet work. They have families, which involves a lot of responsibility. They eat, sleep, dream. In the most basic ways, people are the same now as they were thousands of years ago. Genesis chapter 5 is a genealogy. It records the generations from Adam to Noah. Now, I'm not going to get into the unusual aspects of this chapter, like the extreme longevity of those listed. That doesn't interest me as much as one verse there, verse 24. The seventh name in this genealogy is a fellow named Enoch. It turns out that Enoch was the father of Methuselah, who has the longest lifespan of anyone mentioned in Scripture. Enoch was 65 when Methuselah was born. That strikes me because I'm 65 right now. Debbie and I keep two of our grandchildren three days a week. Taking care of little kids is a lot harder when you're 65, I've learned. But I imagined Enoch was in better shape at that age than I am now. If you take this chapter literally, and as it happens, I do, then at 65, you were just a kid. Plus, they probably had an organic diet and all that. But back to the verse that stands out, verse 24. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch walked with God. Now, that little statement may not speak much to some people, but I think it's very significant, since in this list of names, the author saw fit to mention that. Otherwise, those in the genealogy were born They had a son at a certain age, they had other children, and then they died. But we're told in the middle of this that one was special. Enoch walked with God. As I said in the beginning, although we don't know that much about life in those ancient times, there are some things that we can relate to. If Enoch had a family, and he did, he had the same responsibilities that any other family man has. He worked to provide for his wife and children. Probably he had a big family, at least by our standards, and no doubt he had neighbors and associates around him that he related to. We don't know what they were like. And I'm sure many other situations came up in his life that he had to face, and yet he walked with God. Enoch figured out what was most important in this world. It isn't how much money you make or how well-known or influential you are. What matters most is your relationship with God. 
The idea of walking with God implies that God was in the middle of everything he did. He didn't just worship on those special days like people today who only go to church on Christmas and Easter. His daily existence was characterized by his relationship to God, his awareness that God was in everything he did, everything he said, everything he thought. God was uppermost in the plans he made. And God was in his family relationships and responsibilities. Are you walking with God? I'm sure, like Enoch, you too have responsibilities. You have a life. You have a family, a job, outside hobbies and interests, perhaps. But the most important thing I could know about you is whether you are walking with God. Did you talk to God this morning? Did you listen to God in his word? That's included in this life with God, walking with God. Let me share a concept with you that might be a bit foreign to your thinking, but I think this is how we walk with God. Most people who think about faith and religion divide the sacred from the secular. Going to church is sacred. Going to work is secular. Praying is sacred. Having a conversation with a friend is secular. I don't think that as a follower of Jesus, that's how you should look at your life. Have you ever noticed how Paul addresses the Christians to whom he wrote? He called them saints. He didn't just call certain special people that. He called all the Christians saints. Saint means a holy one. Don't think of yourself as a saint. If you belong to Christ, you are a saint. Not because you feel like one or act like one, but because Jesus says you are. He has set you apart for himself. That's what it means to be holy. So then, that means further that as a saint, everything you do is holy. Going to worship on Sunday is holy, but so is mowing the grass. Studying the scriptures is holy, but so is washing the dishes or driving to work. Everything you do is holy because you are holy. All of life is sacred. We should offer up everything to God, our lives and all we do and all we are. It is all holy. Seeing life this way will give you a new joy in living and new purpose. We live in God's presence. You may not feel it sometimes, but it is always there because Jesus said, I am with you always. His presence makes us and everything we touch holy. Somehow I think Enoch understood this. He walked with God, but that's not all. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. One day, while walking with God, God decided to take Enoch up to his very presence. Enoch's life on this earth, as it is now, ended by his being translated to heaven without having to die. Wow. Now, I wish I could promise that this would happen to everybody who walks with God, but it won't. Unless Jesus comes 
in the next few years, I will die. But if I walk with God now, my death will not be the end, but the beginning. The way life is for us is not the way life was meant to be. Things went wrong with the human race, as you've noticed. But through faith in Christ, through walking with Jesus, we can have the certain expectation that someday we will enter into life as it was originally meant to be. That life will be free from care, free from pain, free from conflict. It will be free from everything that makes this present life hard. When I was young, I I heard people use a little phrase. Some people, they said, are so heavenly-minded, they're no earthly good. After all these years, I've come to see that idea as flawed. You can't be too heavenly-minded. We should live every day in the light of eternity. If we do, nobody will say we're no earthly good. We should not only pray, but live these words that Jesus taught us. Father, may your kingdom come and your will be done on earth just like it's done in heaven. Walk with God. Let his kingdom come in you today. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we are here on this earth not just to Uh, live and, and work and do things, but we are here to walk with you, Lord Jesus. Help us and give us your special grace, Lord, to walk with you daily, to keep our eyes on you, and to keep our hope on that beautiful world that is coming for all those who walk with Jesus Christ and trust him in this life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. My dear friend, please contact me if you have not by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.